1: this is e-commerce conversations by practical e-commerce I'm Kerry Murdoch many e-commerce merchants are attracted to selling products to consumers in other countries but the process is not as easy as selling domestically these complexities can include tariffs customs and export laws but for United States based merchants the US Department of Commerce can help that department has just published a free PDF guide to help merchants with export sales. And the official responsible for the guide is with us today. He's Ken Walsh, international trade specialist with the U.S. Commercial Service, an agency of the Department of Commerce. Well, Ken, thank you for your time today.
0: Well, great, thank you, Kerry.
1: Ken, you're with the U.S. Department of Commerce, or a division of the U.S. Department of Commerce, And your division, the U.S. Commercial Service, has just published a PDF guide to help e-commerce merchants or retailers export or sell products overseas. Uh, Tell us about that guide and why you did it.
0: Great. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, Mm -hmm. thanks for the opportunity. Sure. Well, basically, the guide is there to help businesses understand what they need to do to get their back-of-the-house systems in place in order to export efficiently. This includes new data to be collected on their products and and from their customers, specialized training that's needed to comply with export laws, shipping considerations, terms of sale, a a lot of items that that need to be addressed. And the manual does this in a logical order that explains not only the reasons for these new business processes, but strategies on how to implement them. And, And the guide includes case studies from successful online exporters, that walk them through the issues they faced and how they they handled them. And and if I could just step back for just a moment, what we noticed is that there are a tremendous amount of resources out there on marketing your website globally or localizing your website to appeal to foreign customers, but there's not a lot of information on what changes or, or comprehensive information in one place about what changes you need to make to your business once these orders begin rolling in. And this guide attempts to address that issue.
1: So let's address those changes. Uh, what changes are you referring to?
0: Well, uh, you know, businesses um, need to really look at their entire business process when they're planning on exporting. You know, it's not just exporting. is not just selling to a new territory. It's really... Um, taking new information about your products and, and what you're selling and being able to integrate that into new export documentation and, and new types of information that you need to provide to foreign governments, to your shipper, in order to successfully get these products to your customers.
1: Okay, Let's address that just for a sec. Okay. Uh, let's use a, uh, a hypothetical example. Say I'm a US-based e-commerce merchant And someone from Australia logs on, purchases a product for me that I need to ship to the country of Australia. Okay. Tell me everything under that hypothetical example. Tell me or give us some idea of some of the export laws and some of the paperwork that you're referring to that merchants might not be aware of. Sure
0: let me uh, let me first address address that and then and then walk you through. Uh, I'll talk about some of the different things that, that you need to consider, and then I'll talk, walk you through the Australia example, which which is a great example. Well, when retailers begin exporting, you know, a lot of their most frequent questions involve documentation and tariffs. And, and tariffs are taxes that are applied by foreign governments on imports. So when you ship products internationally, there's a whole set of information that's needed by your shipper, by foreign customs services and, and sometimes by the US government that's not needed for domestic sales and this information can be very confusing and, and many times either the retailer gives up or, or makes mistakes that can be that can prove costly for them um, but let me let me kind of use an analogy um, uh, to talk about what shippers or, or what retailers are facing well let's say you're a retailer that sells diapers say mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty basic product we all understand diapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, And they decide to move into a complementary product, say Baby Formula. You know, that's a pretty obvious extension of their product line. Well, sure, the marketing is going to be pretty easy, and and, and you already have your client list, but now you face a lot of new business challenges. Uh, You need to track expiration dates now, which you didn't need to do for diapers. You need to post allergy notices on your product descriptions. You need to be concerned with the physical environment of your warehouse, like, like, uh, like dampness or heat or things like that. Well, exporting is similar. So if you really want to be successful, you need to look at it as kind of a new way of doing business and, and not just sell into a new territory. So, so let's look at that Australia example. Uh, and, and I mentioned Australia is a great example because the United States has a free trade agreement with Australia. And that means the vast majority of U.S. products entering the country enter tariff-free or tax-free. Well, first what you need to do is you need to communicate with your buyer about who's responsible for shipping, for insurance, for taxes, who's paying for everything. And and let's say the buyer has agreed to pay all those charges. Well, if you've read our guide and, and, and done some certain additions to your business process, it should be fairly simple to ship. What you'll need to do is you'll need to prepare your shipment with a packing list, which you probably already do, and a special document called a commercial invoice. Now, this commercial invoice contains all the information that Australian customs needs to calculate the tariffs. So some specialized information you place on this commercial invoice include something called a harmonized number. And a harmonized number is a numerical code that that identifies your product type. Um, And if you haven't worked with harmonized numbers before, it's it's something that's going to be very new to you if you haven't exported before, because it's not something you need for domestic sales. Um, and then you're also going to need to include the origin of this product. Where does this product come from? What is the country of origin? With those two pieces of information, Australian Customs determines what the tariff is going to be to, uh, to, to bring this product into the country. Well, your shipping company will then bring the item through Customs pay the tariff on your behalf and deliver the product to your customer now at that time the customer is going to be asked to pay those tariffs because you've agreed that in advance and now you can see why it's very important to clearly communicate with your buyers or with your customers who are paying for these types of charges so that they're not uh they're not surprised because you definitely don't want to send an item all the way to australia have it go through customs. Have pay the shipper all the way to get it to the person's door, and then they refuse the shipment because they didn't know they needed to pay tariffs. So you need to be very clear on how you're communicating. And then at that time, the the customer will either will accept the order, pay the tariffs, and, and there you go. So if you have all of your information that you need to get this product to the customer in advance, it's actually a pretty simple process.
1: So, in in the example you just cited there for us. A merchant that ships to Australia, and there are those tariffs that you described. Uh, will that would that be all automatically included in the shipping cost? Say they ship with UPS or USPS. Would USPS automatically calculate that so that the U.S. based merchant can collect those monies at checkout, at during the online checkout process?
0: Yeah, th- th- this is one of the more complicated tasks in terms of uh, of exporting. Um, when something is delivered to a customer overseas or, or internationally, when it gets to their door, the cost that they're paying is called a landed cost. The landed cost includes, obviously, the price of the product, but the cl- price for shipping, insurance, taxes, tariffs, all those things. So in a perfect world... The customer would like to know the landed cost before they purchase the product, before they click yes on the uh, on the shopping cart. And there are a lot of third-party service providers that you can hire that can work and integrate into your website to help you calculate those third-party costs, or, or rather those landed costs. So you can you can kind of follow two paths. The best customer service is to provide the landed cost at the time of the order, collect those taxes and shipping charges and tariffs in advance, and uh, ship that product off to that customer so that when they get that product at their door, all they need to do is sign their name and collect the product. There's some risk that you're taking because you can never be 100% accurate on what the tariffs are going to be or what the shipping charges are going to be. You really have to make a, a best guess estimate. And that's where those third-party shipping providers come in and and those third-party service providers. And they can help you estimate those tariffs. So like I say in in, in the manual, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You may lose some money on one order. You're going to make some money on another order in terms of the shipping charges. But you're not really in the business of shipping. So hopefully all those orders are just going to – all those charges are going to break even. What you're really making money on is providing the product. So keep your profit margin on the product. And make sure that you're breaking even on the uh, on the shipping and the and the tariff charges. So there are a lot of third-party service providers that can help you calculate those charges.
1: And third-party service providers being shipping companies like UPS.
0: Yes, exactly. Shipping companies can can certainly do those things, but there are actually companies that are completely designed to some take over your shopping cart uh, on the on your website and. They calculate all the shipping and all of the tariff codes and everything, and the payment actually goes through that third party. Or they can put a widget or some sort of software on your site so that the calculation is done in real time and that you can collect the money directly. So there's a lot of different options out there that, that you should
1: explore. Can you mention some of those companies' names other than shipping companies that you're referring to? Any names come to mind? or?
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's a couple companies that they're mentioned in the the e-commerce guide, Um, and in fact, two of the um, companies, uh, two of the authors were very helpful in terms of providing a lot of this information. Um, One of them is uh, Bongo US, if you've heard of them. Mm -hmm. Another is Global ShopX, which is uh, which is another company that does those those same types of services. But you can search uh, uh, in any search engine. For uh, international shipping solutions or um, tariff calculation, etc., and uh, you'll find a, a whole list of, of,
1: of companies. Okay, let's step back just for a sec and, and talk about the U.S. Commercial Service, which which I believe you um, you are with. Uh, tell us about the U.S. Commercial Service, what its mission is, and why you're interested in publishing this guide to begin with.
0: Well, the agency I work for is the U.S. Commercial Service, which is part of the U.S. Department of Commerce. And and basically, our sole function is to help U.S. companies increase their exports.
1: And and one way we do
0: this is by producing guides and educational programs like this, um, like this e-commerce exporting manual. And, And what we have, we have offices all over the United States in about 100 different cities. And we have trade specialists who are able to answer these very questions that we're discussing right here who can sit down with you in your business, in your office, to develop a plan about how you are going to be a successful exporter. In addition, we also have offices all over the world in about 80 countries uh, where we have individuals there, commercial officers they're called, who know how to conduct business in those countries, can assist with any customs issues, can help you figure out you know, what are the best the search engines there? What, how do people purchase products there? What are the best prospects in those markets? So it's a full-service uh, export assistance program that's uh, funded by the, the U.S. government, by the Department of Commerce. And there are individuals who are ready to assist you in your all your exporting needs.
1: Let's move on just for a sec on common mistakes with your experience on dealing with merchants. What are some common mistakes that you see merchants making, perhaps when they're just starting out with exporting?
0: You know, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. Uh, 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 common mistakes a lot of times are are really, I guess if you want to look at, at the big picture, it's treating an international sale the same as a domestic sale. In fact, one of our uh, case studies is red rocket Hobby. And if you'll read that case study in the the manual, you'll see that they had some problems. They uh, were getting orders from Canada, and they said, well, these are great orders, so let's just start filling them. So they just filled them like a regular domestic order. And what they didn't do is they didn't take into consideration those taxes and tariffs that we talked about.
1: So they were filling these orders for maybe a month
0: or two months or so, and eventually they got a bill from their shipping company that said, well, you owe us on all of these tariffs that we've been collecting on your behalf. And that was a total surprise to them. And on a lot of those orders, what they did is they lost money or they just broke even. So what they didn't realize is that shipping internationally is a different way of doing business, and you need to really understand what the implications are of sending a product overseas and who's taking the risk of that product and who's paying all these extra charges that – uh, that you may find yourself with a bill in, in a couple weeks or a couple months after the fact, and you haven't accounted for that in, in your sales price. So those are some common th- th- that's a common mistake on a broad level. You know, specific mistakes are they just don't know how to fill out particular documentation. Uh, they don't know they don't know how to put the correct codes into there into specific forms and that's where we get a lot of our calls from for the first time exporter. They get a form, they don't know how to fill it out. You know, help me fill out this form. Well that then leads into a process of let's really look at your whole business and how we can make the exporting process more efficient
1: and more profitable for you. Are there certain types of products that merchants may, Unwittingly ship that are illegal to ship to certain countries.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, that's uh, you know, I don't want to scare people away, but we do have to be realistic that there are export laws, um, and export laws control certain commodities. Now, obviously, uh, some obvious ones are guns. Mm. You know, there's a lot of sporting equipment uh, companies that um, supply hunters, and shipping ammunition, shipping bullets, shipping uh, rifle scopes, shipping rifles overseas, a lot of times you're going to need a license to do that. Um, some more benign things are uh, night vision um, inoculars. You know, there's certainly a lot of uses for those that are not military-specific. Um, you know, uh, security guards can certainly use them. Hunters can use them. uh um, naturalists can use them, uh, safari, if you're going on a safari and, and you want to order some of those things so that, so that you can see the zebras and the lions at night, well, <clears throat> those are some controlled items. And unwittingly sending those kinds of things overseas, that could cause some real liability in terms of fines and, uh, you know, up to and including jail time.
1: Merchants listening to this that may have concerns on products or questions, products that they're selling as to whether they are legally sold into certain countries. Can they contact the U.S. Commercial Service for that? Is that covered in your e-commerce guide?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's covered in the e-commerce guide is is an overview of what the regulations are, the specific sites that you can go to to get training on on what those items might be and and what the regulations are, but you can always call a U.S. Commercial Service uh, officer uh, in those cities, in those hundred cities throughout the U.S. And to find your local office, all you have to do is go onto the Internet to www.buyusa.gov, and you'll see a drop-down box to put in your zip code and find a local office. Just call them up, say... I have a specific shipment and a specific product to help me out, or I'm looking to sell my whole product line internationally. How, how can you help me? And uh, we'll find the correct solution for you.
1: Can we have just another minute or so left? Anything else on your mind today for our listeners?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about issues and problems and, and hassles, and I don't want to leave retailers with the feeling that exporting is too complex and, and not worth it. So uh, let me just leave with with some basic facts. Um, Small and medium-sized companies account for almost 97% of U.S. exporters. And more than two-thirds of exporters have fewer than 20 employees. So you don't need to be the giant Bass pros of the world to export. You can be a small company that just wants to increase their sales. And let's look at that opportunity for just a second. 95% of the world's customers live outside the United States, and 70% of the world's income is generated outside the United States. There's a growing middle class out there, lots of consumers, lots of disposable income out there, and we want U.S. retailers to capture that market. You'll be amazed at how many retailers post on their websites. We do not ship outside the United States, or we do not fulfill international orders, or how many retailers I talk to that simply discard inquiries from other countries. Using the U.S. Commercial Service, third-party suppliers, your shipping company, this guide, Preparing Your Business for Global E-Commerce, is a good step to help you capture this uh, amazing market.
1: Okay. So the guide, uh, for purposes of our listeners, the guide is called Preparing Your Business for Global E-Commerce, a Guide for Online Retailers to Manage Operations, Inventory, and Payment Issues. It's a very comprehensive guide. It's over 60 pages. It's available free and as a downloadable PDF. And the URL where listeners can get that, Ken, if, I, if I'm if i going to say this right, it's export.gov forward slash e-commerce guide. S- yep, that's it. Okay. Again, that's export.gov forward slash e-commerce guide. That's a free downloadable PDF. On as published by the U.S. Department of Commerce on export uh, export help for e-commerce merchants. Uh, For general questions, for our listeners, if they have general exporting questions, as Ken mentioned, they can go to buyusa.gov. That's B-U-Y, buyusa.gov, and get the nearest uh, U.S. Commercial Service Office to the retailer. We've been visiting with Ken Walsh Ken is an international trade specialist with the U.S. Commercial Service, an agency of the U.S. Department of Commerce. And, Mr. Walsh, we want to thank you for your time today. Great. Thank you. Thank you so I appreciate much. appreciate Thank it. you. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please
1: tune in next week for another new episode.